Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Phil. And I'm Jane. Welcome to Unhinged and Bumbled Up. The Relatable Dating Podcast. Hello and welcome to Unhinged and Bumbled Up. I'm Phil, she's Jane, and today we are so joined Andrea by Andrea. So Andrea is a power coach and her alter ego, Magera Fury, is Scotland's top dominatrix, according to The Sun. She helps people in both roles to transform their lives and relationships by creating a place to feel seen, heard and validated and a safe space to explore themselves. Welcome to the podcast. I mean, that's kind of a lot of things you do. Can you just give us a kind of outline of what what it all involves? So, yeah, um, I do the same thing in both spaces is probably the the easiest way to describe it. And what that thing is, is I create a space for people to just explore bits of themselves that they've never discovered before or that have been hidden from their view. So there's loads of different bits of our lives that, and ways that we react and, and things that we're into that are just in our blind spots and that's all that's happening. Um, so when it comes to the coaching space, there's a, a big focus on what's your relationship with yourself like and, and getting a deeper understanding of that. And in the, the dungeon space, um, it's about what's your relationship to your sexuality and your kinks and let's get a deeper understanding of that. So um, either space, it's the same. It's the same thing. Do you find it difficult to get people to bring out like their deepest, darkest kind of their relationships with themselves, or is it quite easy and it flows? It depends on the person. Um, <clears throat> it depends on whether they are a open to it and and b willing to give up whatever's in the space for them at that moment and just be vulnerable. 
and and if people can give that up if they can give up the embarrassment or the trying to come across a certain way thinking that they're, they're going to look better or not look worse or whatever that is um, mm-hmm. that's how they get the most out of it is being able to just give up whatever that is and just so is just your dungeon it. in your house or is it mm-hmm. another kind of office area so I I live in a big um, two bedroom flat and the the dungeon's actually directly underneath oh, in the wow. basement. And what can you give us a kind of like description <laughs> of what it looks like? Yeah, um, <clears throat> sorry. So you go into the the doors and there's a gym area where I usually just do my training, and then through the next door, um, you it opens up into like have. I call it a neon trash side of the dungeon because it's all kind of plastic and garish and shiny things and neons and all of these kind of things. And there's a huge mirror at the front, um, which has got the it's like a big Hollywood mirror. It's got all the, the light bulbs around it for people that like to do dress up and want that kind of experience of like feeling glam. Um, there's a gynecological chair. There's a two person bathtub, a big roll top freestanding bath. Um, and then if you go to your right, then there's a, there's an open plan toilet. So basically it's just a toilet pan and, and no one gets <laughs> privacy. Um, if you go a little bit further, there's more the sort of traditional end where there's um, it's quite dark, it's quite kind of atmospheric. Um, and then if you go all the way around to your left and kind of almost back on yourself, there's a jail cell, oh, which wow. is there. It's quite small, but still... Bell's getting all excited. So, <laughs> so how did you get into being a dominatrix? Like, how did that come about? What- That's a great question. Um, so I used to be really against the adult industry, right? And, and I was very prejudiced because I didn't understand it and because mm-hmm. I was making it mean something about myself, right? So I wasn't good enough or I wasn't as pretty as those other girls or... You know, if I said that it was okay, then all of a sudden my boyfriend would leave me and all of that stuff. So I had a lot of that going on, um, a lot of insecurity. And I was working in a a car garage, so I was selling cars. um, And we were all going out. One night, it was a a staff night out. And the guys from work said to us, like, do you want to go to a strip club? In fact, they said, do you want to go to Chicken (laughs) Dippers, right? And I thought we were getting food. So I was like, food? Yeah, I want food. Like McDonald's or something. I would have thought the same. I would have thought, all foods. (laughs) Yeah, and they were like, no, we're going to go to the strippers. And I was like, "Eh, that's not for me. I was like, so indignant. And they were like, oh, fucking loosen up a bit here. Like, just, you'll have a good time. I guarantee you'll have a great night. And I was like, right okay because my insecurities I was battling between like do I go to the strip club and and actually really have to lean into this or do I look like yeah of course can I swear on this of course you can (laughs) I look like a shite bag in front of my work colleague right and I didn't want to look like I was some sort of um party pooper so we ended up going to the strip club and and I walked through the doors and I just, like the energy of the place, I instantly was like, I need to do this. This is amazing. I love it. I love every bit of it. And then I was listening to some of the girls talking and I was, I'm from a sales background. So I was like, I had to, had that kind of listening of it. Like I could make money at this. 
because there's money to be made here. And so I started off as a stripper and then I was talking to a guy at work one night who knew of a dominatrix that was looking for someone to train. Um, and we got chatting about that. And I used to get a lot of guys who were kinky coming to see me specifically in the strip club because I was always interested in talking about all the weird stuff they were into. Um, and he said there was a dominatrix looking for someone to train. And, and, um, and I said, right, put us in contact or give me a way to get in contact with her. Um, so he gave me her details and then I contacted her and I went up and we did a couple of sessions together and she was like, you can just start booking people in, you will be fine. <laughs> um, and that was it. And, and I started off there. I stayed there for about a year and then I realised that this was for me and I wanted to go and start my own place. So that's what I did. I, I started off with um, one paddle, one <laughs> strap on and a little bit of rope that was it it's all I had in my imagination and um and I just went from there and now I've got this like massive dungeon which I just love and it's got everything that I could ever imagine in it and like it's created a, a whole so you put, lifestyle you put Christian so. Grey to shame nice. probably Christian <laughs> 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 Grey would be my sub like <laughs> actually what did you think of that movie See, and the book actually you read the book so yeah, loads of people asked me about it when it came out and people kept tagging me and things. It was newspapers phoning me up, asking for comment and all that. And to be honest, like, a lot of these things are really, they're portrayed in such a way that you can tell it's been written by someone that's got no experience of the kink scene. Like, and it kind of annoys me when that happens a little bit because I'm like, there's so much more to this. If you would mm -hmm. just take the time, I know you're scared, or you're worried about what you might find out or whatever, so you just make it up in your head to stay safe. But um, the same happened with Bonding. Do you remember Bonding that was on Netflix? Oh, I've not seen that. Um, I need to check that out. So it is pretty good, right? But she goes into the dungeon, and the dungeon has a white, fluffy carpet. <laughs> and I'm like, I know the body flows that fly about <laughs> fluffy carpet is never happening right <laughs> and so that that killed it for me because I was like can you not just just have a rubber floor yeah it's probably a cost you less it's clean please <laughs> just take this the details that that yeah so so with that movie um like I didn't really have that much of an opinion on it I was just like oh, it's just another person that's no no experience in the kink scene trying to write something about something. It's like me trying to write a book about <laughs> something. Like, <laughs> you know. See, um, I've spoken to quite a pe few people that like have uh, been strippers before, and they said that mm -hmm. they found the hardest part. Well, they found that it was less of, the hardest part to do was the therapy that they were giving to people, like talking to people. They said that um everybody like misconstrues the industry and everything like that but really mm. uh, they're just people that listen to people when they talk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly that's exactly what it is people are there all oh, right there's boobs and there's bums and all of that kind of stuff but really what people are there mm. for because they want to connect mm -hmm. yeah and that is that's really what it boils down to they want a space where somebody will pay them attention mm -hmm. and not judge them. 
Yeah. Yeah. And don't we all want that? So exactly. if, how yes. do you get clients? Like, how do they approach you? Do you have like a consultation and figure out what they are into? How does it all work? So there's a few different um, ways that I get clients. The main advertising platform that I use, I used to, I used to be on everything, right? And I was like, I need to be there, I need to be there, or I'm never going to get any business. I've let go of all of that. I use mm-hmm. Twitter. That's it. People mm-hmm. know I've been around for nearly 14 years and you know, I've I've built up my following to 40,000 followers. Like I can I think I can relax a wee bit on the marketing. So um so I'm on Twitter and what I used to do was do the phone call and the back and forth and the emailing ping pong of like, are you, what about this date? Not kids, what about this date? And I thought, fuck this. So I've automated it. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned how to do this when I, in the coaching business. So when I was coaching, um, it's all, it's like a booking system that we use and people just book straight into your calendar. And I thought, mm, okay. And they can take payments through that. So I thought, well, why don't I just do this? So now I've got a booking link. People go in, I ask them all the questions that I need to ask them. Plus, I get them to agree to certain terms and conditions. So you will send me a picture of a negative lateral flow mm-hmm. test so that I know that you're negative for COVID. You'll confirm before 9 a.m. And you will let me know if you get COVID and then we can reschedule. And I get them to agree to those things. And then when they turn, when they're coming for their session, if they don't confirm, I can go, I've got it in writing. You said you'd confirm, so you agreed to this. And mm-hmm. now you've lost your deposit. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you said that you would send me a lateral flow test. You haven't done it. Where is that? So now I can I can build an accountability with people and make sure that they stick to their word. Yeah, yeah. How do you find, obviously, dating or being in relationships in terms of, them asking what you do and yeah how how does how does that go together so it's it's that's a question I get asked a lot and um <laughs> and the thing that affected my dating um was me rather mm. than the job right it's how I was being and what I was the way that I was seeing myself and and I, I got to got to find that out through coaching um right now as it stands um oh I'm congratulations oh, congratulations you're gonna be like I'm wearing I'm gonna wear a leather like dress and I'm actually like so this is the thing right I'm actually really conservative with things right (laughs) and like quite traditional with with relationships and stuff I am staunchly monogamous and like I just I want the the marriage and then the kids and the like Mm -hmm. I want all of that stuff I'm very traditional with that that kind of thing um but in terms of our relationship and my work, it's it's no different to if I was a gynecologist and I was mm-hmm. looking at genitals all day. Like I just the way that I distinguish this is if you could imagine like a mechanic and the mechanic sees cars, every other people's cars all day and they're yeah. just going past and it's like oh, another engine. There's no yeah. reaction to that, right? So we may get excited about fixing a certain thing or whatever, but there's no real thing. If you take the same mechanic and he's got a classic car that he's restoring, right? This is Pride and Joy, or you know, this he's brand new, whatever it is that he's driving, like a Lamborghini or something like that, right? Or a, a Merc. And he will take care of that mm-hmm. in a very different way than what he will everybody mm-hmm. else's cars, right? And that's the way that I, that I distinguish between the two. So Andy, my partner, is 
he's my pride and joy. He's at home. He's the thing that I take care of. And out with that, and not to be cold, you know, I, I do my, my absolute best and I'm, I'm a brilliant dominatrix, but I make sure that, you know, there's that's that separation. Great way so, yeah. it. That's actually amazing the way you've, you've, you've said it because it's just, it all makes sense. I do it. love that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, if I go and get a smear test, I don't expect the guy to treat my, mm. if it's a guy, I don't expect him to treat my, my vagina the way yeah. he treats his wife's. Like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a professional boundary in there there's a separation so and I don't want it to be like listen that was really great do you mm-hmm. want me for coffee like I'd, I'd go out of there in a second you imagine? or like oh nice flat so <laughs> does, does your partner does he ask questions like does he is, does your, do you keep your work life separate and not talk about it when you get home or does he ever say what was your clients like today what did you do do you have any of that kind of conversation so we we only really mm-hmm. talk about the funny stuff, like just the way I would talk about any other job, you know, it would be the highlights of the day. So like the other day I had someone in and he was running a beep test, but I'd tied his balls on his big toes. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he was running up and down the dungeon. So, so I, texted, I texted Andy and I was like, you'll never guess what I did today. And he's like, what? And I went, I tie the guy's balls to his toes and I made him run a beep test and he's like, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> that does not sound fun. And I'm like, yeah, I just got this picture in my head right now. <laughs> so what kind of other things, what kind of other Same things here. do that are kind of unusual that people would ask you to do? So, God, unusual is a concept that is, has been mm-hmm. yeah. long gone in my mind for a long time, but um, in terms of like stuff people ask me to do, it's it's such a varied thing. You know, it goes from people wanting food chucked over them to someone that wanted me to to dress up like a fisherman, like in a full fisherman's outfit, and and pretend I was a game show host oh, wow. and I had a, a big black dildo in my hand and I was pretending we were playing a game of Mister and Mrs. <laughs> and and I was playing the crowd, his wife, and the the presenter. So I was having to jump between roles and it was just like bonkers, but I just love being able to bring this to life, you know, or you get people that are into kind of heavy, heavier stuff, you know, like pain and and degradation and humiliation and all of these kind of things. But it's just so varied. Everyone is so unique, but the underlying um, motivation or premise of it is they just want to feel seen, heard and validated and just mm-hmm. place something out and not have the world collapse around about them, you know? Is there anything that you've refused to do? Like, has anybody come to you and you've been like, no, not a chance? Yeah, there's... <laughs> so, there's a lot of people who try and, like... And they're not really serious people. Like, they're not actually looking to book a session. They just want to have that mm-hmm. reaction from you. Mm-hmm. That's what they're looking for. So there's, a, there's one guy that... There's a couple of guys, actually. One guy who does the rounds. Um, every time there's a new dom on the scene, guaranteed, within a month of them starting an advertising, he will be on the phone and ask them to shave his wife's head. <laughs> every time. Every new dom's had that. There's another, um, there's another guy who phones up and asks if you'll, you'll, eat a, a, you'll force feed him a live praying mantis. There's another guy who phones up and and by the way, hi guys that keep phoning and doing that. Um, 
There's another we, guy. They know said, about you. <laughs> we all know. We all talk about you. There's another guy that phones and says, um, he's like, "Hello, mistress, do you do smoking fish?" And and you go, "No, I don't do don't do smoking fish." Okay, okay. Could you roll me up like a big cigarette and smoke me? And I'm like, "No." And then he hangs up. Oh, That's it. Brilliant. <laughs> Oh. And there's sometimes when I'm just like, this is hilarious and I needed to hear that today, right? And it's funny. There's other times when you're in the middle of something, right? And you're like, kind of in between sessions, I've maybe packed my diary a wee bit too much and whatever. And then and then he phones in the middle of it all and you're like, fuck up. Genuinely, just not today, pal. Not today. And I know what you're doing. You're trying to fulfill this weekend and have a wee bit of titillation, but it's not happening. So, um, so yeah, there's a there's a few that do the rounds, um, but mainly those are the ones that are like the ones that they're just done. <laughs> do you get me? Anyway. So, is it mainly returning customers or clients, as you probably call them, or do you, is it you know what what's it like to get the people that you? Because obviously you've been doing it for fourteen years. Have you been seeing any anyone that's came back for every year continuously? I still have the very oh, first wow. guy that I've ever seen. He's still my client very first session and i've got a, a kind of funny story about that actually so we had a session together and after the session so he didn't know it was my first session and and so after the session he sent me this email and he said to me that was the worst session i have ever had in my life it was <laughs> I felt nothing. It was terrible. Like, I can't believe you're even a dominant. You really fucking went for it. Like, really went. And I, do you know what? I should probably dig out the email. And, and I was like, whoa, that was a lot, right? And and I had, a, I had a crossroads at that point. Like, I could have taken that on board and stopped doing what I'm doing. And where would I be right now? I don't know, right? Or... I could choose to just keep going and get better. And that's what I chose. And mm -hmm. and I always come back to that whenever I'm struggling with something, whenever I'm wondering, I'm like, I don't know if this, what I'm doing, that's quite hard that I think I'm going to fail at and I don't know if I can keep going. This might be the next best thing that I've that I've ever done in my life. Because look how Dolman turned out. And um, and I keep that in mind every time that I'm going through, like even building my coaching business, there's been times where I've gone, I just mm -hmm. want to walk away for this. And then I go, this might be the next yeah. best thing you've done, Hen. Yeah, yeah. Whereabouts did the name, your alter ego name come from? Where was the inspiration from that? So I remember sitting, um, <clears throat> I was staying at my mum's actually at this point. I remember sitting with my laptop on my knee in my bed and I was like, right, I need to find a name here. And, and I thought, right, I want, what do I want? I want alliteration. I was studying geology as well. And I thought maybe I could do something like one of the geological mm -hmm. minerals. So I thought malachite, which is quite a cool, it's got a green colour. Um, Mistress malachite is quite good. And then I ended up down this whole rabbit hole of stuff. And, and, um, and I came across uh, a group of sisters from Greek mythology called the Arrhenes or the Furies. And um, and I was reading around them, and there was a Mistress Megara, there was Tisiphone, and there was Alecto as well, but there was no alliteration in there, and I wanted the alliteration. So I chose Megara, um, Megara Fury, and that, that's where it came from. But the three sisters um, were sent down by the gods um, to punish men Amazing. who'd done bad things. And to, 
not to kill them, but to drive them to the point where they wanted to kill themselves because they'd suffered so badly. And I just thought, whoa, that is powerful. So, um, so that's who I picked. And then I realised later on that, I don't have the toy with me, that Megara Fury's actually Meg in the Disney cartoon. Oh. In Hercules. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, mm-hmm. The sassy one with the ponytail. Yep. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's amazing because you've actually got like an actual sentimental reason like it's like historic and things like that it's great um you touched on like how you're you're thinking about your name when you're at your mum's does your mum know what you do oh amazing yeah, i love that yeah, absolutely i've always i need to be more you need everything. to you're like yeah. my inspiration now i need to be more open like you just tell people <laughs> um so say people wanted to bring a bit of kink into their relationship do you have kind of tips of how they can yeah. get started? Because obviously it's a wide range of things. So if they wanted to kind of go bare minimal, what would you kind of advise on doing? So the first thing that, that I would probably do is to start looking around um, what kind of porn mm-hmm. are they watching, right? Because that's going to give you an indication of some of the things that you might be into. Mm-hmm. And then start to look at what are some of the headings, right? So you've got your main headings, which are kind of like, you've got your bondage, right? Which is any form of restriction of movement. You've got your pain. And then you've got, and you've got subsections to that, right? So different types of pain. Then you've got your, um, your humiliation, which could be verbal. It could be physical. It could be task-based. You've got your feminization, so dressing up and switching roles. Um, you've got role play. You've got degradation, which is more kind of disgusting stuff. So eating things or being spat on and all of that kind of thing. So starting to look at some of those headings. Okay, well, what appeals to me? Do I re- would I want to be restricted? One of the things that people don't realize is that they're probably already kinky. Mm-hmm. They just don't know these things have names. So if anyone's ever had their had their legs pinned during sex right you know i don't know if it still happens but for a while there was this trend that was going about where guys were like pulling your legs up right and then (laughs) pinning them and then shagging you so and and if you enjoyed that then that's a form of restriction of movement so that's bondage so you might be into bondage right and you're already doing bondage because your movement's been restricted so then you can start to look, okay, how can I make that better? Do I want some cuffs? Do I want a harness? Do I want some ropes? Do I want chains? What, what do I want? If you've ever played um, if you've ever played hard to get or chase someone that's been playing hard to get, then that can be a form of psychological mm-hmm. teasing denial, right? So a bit of teasing, a bit of flirting. So then you've got a wee head in there you can look at, okay, what's in teasing denial? If you've ever, um, if you like doing it with the lights off or um, with music playing or like there's certain sensory things that you like, then you might want to look at what sensory play you're into. Um, maybe sensory deprivation, so taking away your senses to heighten things. And that's another kinky thing as well. And if you've ever used sex as a punishment or a reward, right, not in an abusive way, but I mean like, well, okay. if you do that, you'll get this, right? Mm-hmm. Or you you know, if you don't do that, you'll not get this, and it's excited you. And then that is a form of chastity. So then you can start to play with that kind of stuff. So it's about, you know, looking at your kind of porn habits and stuff, but also looking at what am I already doing that might actually be kinky? 
Yeah. And then how do we expand on that? Because the easiest place to start is with what you're already doing and just turn it up to 11. And that's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, if anybody wanted to become a dominatrix, how do they do that? <laughs> so, um, so it depends on what type of dominatrix they want to be um, and how far they want to go with it. So in the UK, it's actually um, it's actually illegal to procure oh. anyone into the industry as if they are selling sex, right? And domination falls in a bit of a kind of greyer area. So um, in terms of becoming a dominatrix, then it needs to be off their own back. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that, that I would like to just highlight is that once your stuff's online, it doesn't come off, yeah. right? You don't know if it's been screenshotted, shared, recorded, screen recorded. So before you even think about it, you have to be 100% comfortable that everything that you put online stays online forever, right? And that is something Mm -hmm. that we miss. And we miss that out of the conversation. There's all this talk about, oh, we'll do OnlyFans and we'll make 10 grand a month and all of this stuff. But you don't, Mm -hmm. this is a lifetime thing. Mm-hmm. As long as be prepared everyone's go on the assumption everyone's going to find out and you're never going to get your stuff offline yeah and if you're if you can be okay with that and you can really be with that and you know that that is your future then that's when you should start to look at how to become a dominatrix but that that needs to be highlighted so, sorry when you go fell well what i was going to say was during lockdown i take it you were doing mainly virtual appointments is that right like how does that work because obviously you're not you're not physically able to do it but you're you can speak it how would how did that work yeah so i mean i could dominate an empty <laughs> room right and it's not about zooms or anything like that but so i had to i had to switch really quickly um because instantly overnight all of my, my uh, sessions cancelled i had nothing and um, I was already kind of coaching at that point. So I switched into mm-hmm. focusing more on the coaching side. Also, um, in terms of the, the the domination side, I started doing a lot right. more online stuff. So OnlyFans, Admire Me and um, Clips for Sale. And then uh, I signed up to Domline, which is like a phone line thing. People were phoning me when <laughs> I was like, in the supermarket. Hi, how can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I don't have my club card. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so yeah, I ended up doing a lot of online stuff. Then I jumped on a um, adult work, and when I was on adult work, it was kind of like I'm sitting there and I can't see the person I'm speaking to, and there's a there's a lag in me communicating and them getting the communication right, and then I'm also waiting for like someone probably one finger <laughs> typing back to me this me whatever I need back it was so stressful like because because of all that delay and try to like oh, pretend mm-hmm. I'm still interested and no um so I just found mm-hmm. that it just wasn't for me yeah yeah well to finish off the podcast we normally play a quick game with our guests and it's just a yes oh it's just an option so we give you kind of two things and you choose either or uh so it's just it's just okay and then yes. the reasoning behind it so the first <laughs> one would be obviously you're in a relationship but just maybe think out with this would you prefer dating apps or meeting in person 
Oh, can I have both? Because that's how no, I met One <laughs> or the other. It's either meeting right. them in person or a dating app, meeting off a date. All right, app. Phil. <laughs> I've met a bit in the last two um, relationships that I've had off okay, a dating app, so I'd say dating apps. Dating apps. Question two. For a first date, would you rather coffee or dinner? Uh, coffee. Coffee. Any reason why? <laughs> Less commitment. Because I don't want to have to sit for a two-hour dinner or something. <laughs> That's how me and Andy had our first date. We had a coffee and a donut, walked around the park, um, and then oh, we met perfect. up again that night. The best date. Uh, question no three, when messaging, do you prefer to text or voice notes? Oh, um, I do a lot of texting, but I, pref I mm -hmm. prefer voice notes. Even though I mainly text. Yeah, same. I'm voice noter. Um, would you be more nervous? Oh, actually, were you more nervous about meeting your partner's family or friends? Oh, I would say family because his family are so important to him and I wanted to make sure that I made a good impression. So definitely. And family. lastly, trust. Does someone have to earn it or do you trust straight away? So I believe that trust doesn't come from that person that comes from me so I always come from a place of trust because I trust myself that I'll be able to handle whatever they do so that's and trust always comes from here not from over there so yeah that's an amazing always way to look at it <laughs> oh, so for the final part of the episode we do final thoughts where we look back at the episode and we look at one thing we're going to take away from it whether something we found funny something we found interesting okay. etc etc so jane take it away is, i can't believe first. someone would want their balls tied to their toes and <laughs> <laughs> that, like that's the thing like, as much as i think i know about you know what it can involve there's probably loads i just don't know that people would ask for that they request and i find it so fascinating because obviously you're a coach as well so you'll probably know like the background as to why they want that that kind of um or why they want that done so i just find it so fascinating yeah. so i think you've got an incredible job i think it's amazing mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Andrea, what would be your final thought? So I think my final thought is just that, um, that although you might think that you're not kinky right now, you are, and everyone is kinky, and you just don't yeah. know that it's got names. So um, whatever you need to give up in order to explore that, give it up and go and have a great time in the, in the bedroom and, and out with. And Phil, what's your final thought? Um, my um, I took away the fact where you said uh, about not giving up because it could be like the best thing to ever happen to you and it it's true in so many situations in life where people give up but what would happen if you didn't give up you know that's you don't know where you're going to be if you do give up but yeah, yeah. so that, that was for me <laughs> but I uh, want to thank you for coming on. And if anyone wants to find out more about your coaching or anything like that, where could they find you? So um, for women, if you want to find out about coaching, then I have a Facebook group and it's power-full, F-U-L-L, women. Um, if you go on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash groups slash 
I am powerful, F-U-L-L. There's no dash in it, though, so it's just one word. I am powerful. Um, I am giving everybody that joins the group um, a free guide on how to coach themselves and loads of different resources for free. And I do a Thursday night, um, I do a live session. So I, I coach people live on a Thursday night. Um, in terms of the kink stuff, then you can find me on Twitter. So it's at Megara Fury, F-U-R-I-E. Um, and and just or you can email me for my booking link, which is megarafury at gmail.com. That's amazing. And thank, thank you so you. much for coming on because yeah, I've always wanted to dominate <laughs> on here. And now we've had one. Thanks so much for no asking. Me for thank you on. so much. No thank you everyone for listening. And we're gonna say our final goodbye. Anyone <laughs> else that joins in? <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to find out more, you can follow us at Unhinged and Bumbled Up or Swipe Forever After. And if you want to send us an email or check out our website, it is www.uadu.co.uk. Thank you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.